Welcome back, lawyer listeners, and welcome new listeners to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We're on Season 2, Episode 3. This is a very special episode of How I Met Your Podcast. Brunch. Hooray! We're here. Without mimosas and Bloody Marys like I was promised. Yeah, we, we did flirt with the idea, but neither of us wanted to leave the house, coronavirus and all. It's true. And we are still virus-free as far as we can tell. Yep. I've been doing a lot of social distancing. I have not actually driven anywhere in over a week. It's weird. Oh, yeah. I've been taking all the risks. Well, brunch. Need, needless to say, amazing episode. Quite good. Sorry, now I'm just sad. <laughs> When's the next time we're going to be able to go to brunch? This is going to be a very dark episode of How I Met Your Podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're really, really bumming everyone out already. <laughs> I mean, it's week two. I got to get used to it. This is going to last a while. Well, thank God, even though eventually they're going to stop making new shows of stuff, people will always be able to get weekly new episodes of How I Met Your Podcast from us. Hooray! Once again. Well, our previously highest ranked episode was Game Night, ranked number 47. Well, I don't know. I, I don't think you did rankings for last episode. I did. Are you sure? Yes. I think you should talk about it again because I don't remember that being on the podcast. Okay. Like, I'm sure you rated it, but I don't think you... Or ranked it, but I don't remember you talking about it. Yes, it's ranked... Number 61, it's right behind Game Night and Belly Full of Turkey and Return of the Shirt. Those three are all kind of lumped together. So uh, the Scorpion and the Toad would rank number 61. Okay. Yeah, you definitely didn't bring that up last week. But it wasn't the highest ranked episode, so I apologize if I did and I thought I did. It's written at the very top of my page. I haven't really listened to the episode. I assume you just have recently, so... Mm -hmm. All right. Well, so still previously the highest ranked episode of the shows were was Game Night number 47. Can you guess where this one is ranked? Are you already telling me it's higher or lower? Or am I guessing that too? I guess you're guessing that too. Um, okay, first of all, is it higher or lower than the highest? Then Game Night... I'm going to say higher than Game Night. Higher as in ranked better? Yes. Yes, you are correct. In fact, it is almost... Or do you want to go further and yeah. say... Yes, I do. Um, so game night was 46, you said? 54? 47. 47. Okay. Um, 39. No, this is 18. Rank Whoa. number 18. And it's funny because when I was... Oh, man, I've been meaning not to say that. What? It's funny. Oh. <laughs> I use that too much. But when I was looking up the ranking for this one, I was thinking, oh, there's going to be another one where Jen says, I'm surprised it's not higher. <laughs> nope. But this is the other direction today. This is almost a thirty place jump from our last highest, so that's pretty significant. IMDb has it at, at eight point five rating. You love brunch. I checked through the rest of the season. IMDb only has two of the episodes in season two ranked at nine or above. I uh, not ranked, but uh, rated at nine or above. Okay. And what was this one you said? Eighteen. Oh, 8.5 8. from okay. IMDb. Okay. This is the, the title can be a little confusing because we often, I think, or you do, mix this up with the one where Marshall's getting brunch with Brad. Mm-hmm. 
there's a lot of brunch talk throughout How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that they titled this one Brunch, because, yeah, I mean, stuff happened at brunch, but it wasn't, like, the whole episode revolved around brunch. They had the dinner. Yeah, almost half the episode was... They were in the bar at one point, so... Yeah, it's kind of a confusing title, but... I never thought of it that way. You're right. When Jen and I lived in D.C., we'd probably go out and brunch maybe once a month on a Sunday. Ah, brunch. But we'd cut off from our friend When we'd brunch with our friends, we'd kind of cut off early and not do the whole Sunday fun day with them. That makes Mondays rough. Yeah, (laughs) and it even makes Sunday nights rough. The great thing about Sunday is you feel like you have no responsibility whatsoever. Yeah, when's the last time we went to brunch? I feel like it's been a while. I feel like... No, it's... Yeah, it's been years. Years? Well, no, we've done brunch with family. Yeah, okay. Uh, within the last year, probably, even. Yeah, no, I mean, it's been a long time, yeah, since we've had, like, a boozy friend brunch. We start the episode off with a photo of the gang out at brunch. And they all look happy, but they're not. Did you catch Barney's pose? Yeah, Barney is in his... <laughs> I took that as a later note, but... Okay. Yeah, Barney is in his standard, what the camera always catches him doing pose <laughs> of kind of straightening his, his tie. And always looking perfect. Yeah. No matter what the situation is. So we we start with Lily saying that she wishes Marshall's face was melt off, and he retorts, Ted's angry at somebody. It's all very vague, this first go-around. Yeah, we see go a bunch around. of... We get snippets of three different conversations. There's Robin bickering with a woman we don't yet know as Ted's mom. Yeah, it's all very, you know, everybody's kind of heated and we don't really know what's going on. They do hear what they do typically so well, which is tell a story out of order Mm -hmm. and break it up into pieces and put it back together again. And it's done very well this time also. And it's also done with a bit of a style that's somewhere... Either, you know, it's sort of part Tarantino, part Guy Ritchie. It has, you know, a lot of feel of a Guy Ritchie movie, I think mostly because, you know, they use a lot of little subtitles and they, the music is kind of similar as Snatch or uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. I don't think I've ever seen a Guy Ritchie movie. I, they really seem to like Guy Ritchie because there's also a much later episode where Ted's up for being the architect or he's been hired as the architect for the new um, Goliath Bank building. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that the project was canceled, but they still have him coming in and doing the meetings. Remember this one? Vaguely. And they do a very Guy Ritchie snatch kind of thing where the char- where the different characters oh. in it are like, you know, the one of the women is the lunch lady from right. the cafeteria. Like the janitor. Yeah. Or okay. So they do this several times. They must be big Guy Ritchie fans. I read, you know, the What's show that have notes. What's to do with Guy Ritchie? Uh, he made Snatch and two, uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, the movies. And they're very much like that, where they, like, kind of show who people really are. Ah. Like, give a quick background on the person. And the music's very fast-paced. Gotcha. It's in that style. We're going to start off with the first part, which is the Marshall and Lily part. It turns out Ted's parents are coming to town because it's their 30th anniversary, or so he thinks. And he had them flown in, and these actors are familiar to most of us. Uh, Michael Gross it plays Ted's father, Alfred. <laughs> I don't think they ever say his name in this episode, but it's Alfred Mosby. 
And his mom calls him Al at one point. Oh, does she? Okay. Mm-hmm. I was wondering about that. I'm just going to call him Stephen Keaton the whole time because <laughs> that was his name as the father on Family Ties, which is where I know him best. Also never seen that. Great show. Lots of things to put on my watching list, apparently. Sure. I wouldn't watch it. it. I don't think it holds up. The show was really good in the 80s, Family Ties, but when you watch it, it's very, very sitcom-y. The jokes are very hacky. The themes are very sitcom-y. And you're thinking, you know, why was this funny? But when you go a little deeper, you realize, okay, this this is when they were inventing these gags. Like mm-hmm. the, It's like the, Seinfeld. Yeah, the, the guy having two dates for prom and having to go back and forth in between them and all those themes that kind of wore themselves out kind of started with a show like this. And mm-hmm. now it seems a little hacky, but back then, you know, they were breaking new ground. Yeah, I feel like a lot... When I watch Seinfeld, where I'm like, oh, this joke is so like, overdone. But then you realize, like, no, this is probably they like, the first. It. Yeah. All right. And then the mom is Christine Rose, playing Virginia Mosby. And she is the perennial TV mom. She was a mom on Heroes. She played a mom on Friends. Mm-hmm. And you can go all the way back to the short-lived Ferris Bueller TV show. She was the mom on that as well. Interesting. Which... Also had Jennifer Aniston. Fun fact. Lily is at the apartment. She greets his parents coming in, and there's some awkward back and forth about her and Marshall. And uh, Ted's parents, uh, their character traits, they don't like to discuss unpleasantries. Well, did you did you watch the regular version, or the TV, or the Hulu? TV. Because I think there's something I, hadn't, I don't remember seeing before when I watched the Hulu version about Cousin Jimmy. Did you hear that? No, I don't think so. So before we see Marshall and Lily, it's like their first interaction at the apartment is Ted's mom mentions like, oh, your cousin Jimmy had a wonderful time at that spa he visited. And Ted's like, you mean the one the the judge ordered him to go to for cocaine, to quit cocaine? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's really random, but that kind of sets up. They're like, yeah, they don't really like talking about things that are uncomfortable. Right. So after the the back and forth between Lily and Marshall with a little uh, expositing, of their relationship, Ted's mom breaks in with how she loves Lily's hair. <laughs> everybody loves the, Lily's the hair. The recurring theme for you and everybody on this show <laughs> is the hair. But it's nice. Yeah, we get a nice little succinct, you know, Lily called off the wedding and dumped Marshall and Lily begged Back Marshall to... Back and yeah. turned her down. Yeah, so we get the succinct what's going on with them at the moment. And they seem to be okay-ish. I mean, they seemed a little bit more friendly last episode than they are right here. Yeah, there's a little more hostility that comes up in this one, all because Marshall says they're like brother and sister. and Which is a weird thing to say. It is, but there's a great sequence of, of conversation where, you know, Lily gets invited to, it was either to the dinner or the brunch, and Lily said, well, you know, it might be weird, and Marshall is just so nonchalant mm-hmm. in his responses, it's really irritating her. Yeah. And it's like, no big deal. You know, kind of like brother and sister, and he's very funny in, in these responses. It's a it's a very it's a very well played uh, delivery by Jason Siegel. And it's still, I I find it so interesting because he spent that whole summer like really pining over her and wanting her back, and now that that opportunity has presented itself, he's just like not interested. So it's kind of weird the the turn that he took once she actually showed back up. We get scenes of dinner, and Lily enters into dinner wearing a hot dress. Marshall is clearly affected by this. And, you know, she 
goes through some exercises of trying to kind of turn them on where she tries breathing heavy to heave her breasts. And it's sort of funny because as she's doing this, you, you see Ted, you see Stephen Keaton next to her and he gives kind of this look like, I can tell what's going on here. Oh, really? I, yeah. I just noticed Marshall. I didn't <laughs> notice Ted's dad doing anything. Okay, so then we get to the next morning where Ted, or Marshall's saying Lily is... <laughs> Sorry, Marshall's like <laughs> a silly line here where, you know, Lily's kind of doing her thing, like showing off her boobs. She's like, are you okay, Marshall? It looks like you're sweating. He's like, oh, this roll's just really spicy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Lily's evil the next day, according to Marshall, and, you know, he's going to expose at brunch one of her weaknesses. She's, <laughs> or she's got a certain weakness about one of his body parts. I'm like, Barney's, dude, you can't whip that out at brunch. <laughs> and so Marshall um, <laughs> points out, no, he's going to unleash his calves. Which Barney scoffs. As he should. Calves are thoroughly unerotic, according to Barney, and I agree. Uh, I don't know. If you see someone that's got really nice, muscular calves, I think it's a good look for a guy. I mean, it's not terrible, but that's not probably top 15. (laughs) I don't know. Like, it's nice. Yeah. But typically, if somebody has nice calves, they have nice other things that are better admired. I don't know. It's weird. So we cut over. Well, Barney's offended by the chicken legs comment. He'll leave and wait for it. Well, you didn't mention the chicken legs comment. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Barney scoffs and says those are thoroughly unattractive parts of the male. And Marshall says, yeah, I would think that, too, if I had your chicken legs. And that offends Barney. (laughs) I like Barney. I'll be waiting by the phone for your apology. We cut to brunch. And Marshall comes in and immediately, you know, she talks about how he was feverish, looked feverish yesterday. And he says, yeah, well, it is a little hot in here now that you mention it. And he got some strange pants that <laughs> unzipped. remember these pants? No. These were real things oh, that yeah. unzipped and became shorts or something mm-hmm. or became oh, yeah. capris. Yeah, definitely. Like mid-2000, maybe early 2000s. I don't remember these even a little bit. Yeah, there was tons of guys had these pants that, yeah, they were regular pants. Then you would unzip them and they could become shorts. I can't believe you don't remember these. No. (laughs) You haven't seen them around in a long time. Maybe they're more of a Western Pennsylvania thing than something that existed They were obviously in New York City. Oh, good point. That being said, um, (laughs) so... (laughs) As he's removing his pant half leg, <laughs> he's complaining about how he, you know, pulled a muscle or something. He's massaging them, and then we get the right the the sex music, the baby making music, and they get a sort of slow motion on his face, and he's kind of like, "Yeah, that's right." Look Ew, on his face; his legs are all hairy and gross. Yeah, they, like, they don't look good. No, they did nothing to help him out in this episode. I mean, Lily is clearly into it, but. I don't know if anybody else watching. I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> and so they excuse themselves to the bathroom, which you know nobody seems to pay much attention to. Yeah, and they're they're they clearly doing it in the bathroom. <laughs> I do like Lily's line here, where Marshall says, "You know, take off your dress," and Lily says, "Take off the rest of your pants." <laughs> yeah, it was good. All right, now we're going to cut to the Barney part of the story. And he shows up at the apartment where Ted and Robin are waiting. Ted's parents, Barney enters. Oh, you like, skipped a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, not from the TV version I didn't. Oh, okay. So, okay. So they, you know, 
finish up what they're doing in the bathroom, they you know, are kind of walking back to the table and talking about, you know, well, now this makes things more complicated. And Lily asks, you know, why'd you have to throw your magnificent calves at me? You know you have a punter's leg. <laughs> and Marshall's like, why'd you have to throw your beautiful boobs at me? You know you have boobs. Yeah, I did see that scene, but I thought it was later in the episode. I didn't have it coming right after this. Uh, no, so, yeah, it was. Um, and so they t- you know, kind of argue about who was seducing who, and then they're kind of, like, bickering back and forth about that. And then, <laughs> you know, so at the beginning of the episode, Lily was there, you know, splitting up CDs and whatever, and so she decides, Lily decides that she wants the Beatles anthology. <laughs> is this, this is at the restaurant or back at the apartment? This is still at the restaurant. Okay. So, yeah, they're still kind of arguing, and then he says, too bad, I'm keeping it, and here the YouTube box that I gave you. Look inside. It's all Dave Matthews, <laughs> which I personally took to heart because I'm a huge Dave Matthews fan. And he's yeah, that wasn't on the TV version. Weird. <laughs> and then I was just thinking about that. like. It ended with the line boobs. You, you oh, know you really? had boobs, yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah, there's a huge chunk of stuff. Looks like they cut out then. But I just thought it was funny that, you know, they're bickering over CDs. I'm like, oh, that's not really a thing that's going to happen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody can just stream everything, or I guess even like iTunes, I feel like, is sort of becoming obsolete technology. Is it? What's replacing it, you think? Streaming. You mean it like Amazon mm-hmm. music? Yeah, I mean, I pay seven ninety nine a month for unlimited Amazon streaming. Why would I buy anything on iTunes? I like iTunes because I can make my playlist. Can you do that mm-hmm. on Amazon? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll switch. Yeah. So anyway, just yeah, a little note of things that. Yeah. I guess Apple, Apple's you. not going to be a, po- a podcast <laughs> sponsor for us now. Um, I mean, you can do also iTunes unlimited music and do the same thing. That's actually that's what I use. I pay like like nine dollars a month, and I can hear whatever I want and oh, okay. have yeah. it in my playlist. Yeah. So yeah, that's the same thing. Just yeah, Amazon does it as well. All right, we save that. Pay us, Apple. <laughs> I'm already mad at Apple because their podcast statistics are terrible. We've been doing this podcast since, what, like October, November? Yeah, they were kind of the first one. They were one of the early channels, too. You would think they'd be a little further ahead on yeah, we. It's completely useless. Like, Spotify gives us much better feedback about, like, the number of listeners, number of downloads, where listeners are. Like, Apple Podcasts seems to be like, I don't know. Some people are listening. Mm-hmm. It's annoying. But that is my mini rant. Um... Okay, so yeah, then we get to, you know, the waitress is taking the picture, and then we have Ted. Yeah, we we flash back to where Ted and Barney were at the beginning of Ted saying, yeah, I'm going to kill him. All right. Then we get the Barney part. Barney part. So we're in the apartment. Barney enters to where Robin and Ted are waiting on his parents. And, you know, Barney um, seems to assume that Ted (laughs) has been talking him up and that... Yeah, this is a monumental meeting between him and the parents, finally. And so how long has Barty and Ted known each other at this point? It's only been, like, a few years. I want to say maybe only, like, two or three at this point. Yeah, for some reason I have 2003 in my head. If we're assuming that this is a year after, or a little more than a year after the, the first episode of season one began. Well, this is, yeah, so we're in 2006 at this point. Yeah, I feel like we don't ever get, like, a time stamp on when... Ted met Barney in the bar that one time. I thought we did. But they weren't that far out of college. So it could have only, right. couldn't have been that 
long. Okay. Because I was going to say, like, what are the chances that Barney wouldn't have already known Ted's parents were coming before? But, yeah. All right. It's only been a few years, and okay. Ted's the only thing he talks with his dad is baseball. He doesn't talk about his friends and... Um, Barney says, but exchange. I'm your, yeah, we get a good exchange of Barney, but I'm your best friend, Marshall is, but I'm the most important person in your world, Robin is. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and it was very quick, so it was, it, was, it was a fun exchange. And Robin tells Barney that you're not the kind of friend a person tells their parents about, and she definitely poked the bear on this one. Right. But she's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, no, but this is reminiscent of other times when somebody laid a little bit of an insult on Barney, and then he spends the rest of the time making sure right. they regret it. Right. Which Barney does to Robin in this episode. Which I feel like he was going to do anyway, but yeah, I don't think this made it better. You could be right. <laughs> yeah, because he seems very... Like, he, he clearly, like, researched different things about Ted's parents, which I don't really know how you do in 2006. I think this is pre-parents being on Facebook. I don't know, so... No, that's <laughs> seems, a good point. He seems to know a lot of stuff, at least specifically about um, Virginia. Yeah, he knows all her <laughs> like, favorite things. Right, like how would he know that? So yeah, he came prepared to you know kind of dazzle them. Ted's parents enter and Barney jumps right in. He really starts charming the pants off Virginia and says that, you know, he really admire, admires her needlepoint work. What a stitch. <laughs> and everybody laughs. Well... She laughs. Virginia laughs. Maybe maybe Stephen Keaton a little bit. Well, in my <laughs> script, it says Ted Parents and Barney laugh. Yes. Of course, Barney <laughs> laughed at his own joke. <laughs> and we get a couple good line deliveries where Barney says something that's not very funny, but then laughs it up so hard that it's funny to us. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, Barney's trying so hard here, and it, it's working, especially on Virginia. And then Robin's trying so desperately to keep it, keep up, and she just cannot. Right. They <laughs> Ted, Ted introduces introduces her to the parents, and Virginia says she's a real looker. And Robin goes, "Funny, I didn't even look in the mirror this morning." That's, that's not a thing, is it? Yeah, that's not anything, <laughs> is it? It's not so good with the puns. <laughs> Robin made them a reservation at San Marino. Barney made them better reservations. Um, and it seems to know Victoria is one of her favorite meals, which he mentions at this. And then Barney continues to nag Robin uh, as they go here, and she kind of pulls him aside and says, you're, you know, you're ruining the curve here. Barney says something to the effect of, you know, look, I'm his best friend, and she doesn't correct him this time. Right. You're the girlfriend. You're like a flu. Two weeks in bed, and they're out of your system. Not, a, not such a great joke. Not in these days. Not in these days, right. Well, then there was a little bit more of Barney talking about how he got the reservation at Casa Pesce. Yeah, I kind of skipped that part. Um, I kind of thought it was funny because, (laughs) you know, he talks about, you know, I happen to know the head waitress, which is ironic. And so knowing Barney the way that they do, Ted's immediately like, oh, God, no. And he says, you know, because we both work at a homeless shelter where I serve the food. And then he uses it again to be able to, like, jab Robin. So where do you volunteer, Robin? Mm Mm-hmm. And that's, I guess, around where she pulls him aside. Right, and so then they go into the kitchen. Ted's parents come in the kitchen, and then Barney <laughs> has another story behind that, that brooch, and I'm, I'm going to hear it. And we do, no, we get the tail end. We never actually hear the story of the brooch ourselves, but we get the tail end of that story in, like, a later episode. Yeah. I can't when he's saying goodbye to her. I can't remember. What was that episode? I don't know. I can't remember if... Um, but it's one where Barney, you know, starts talking about how he... 
Oh, was it the wedding? The wedding where um, Virginia marries Cliff? Or Clint? What was his name? It was Clint, but I can't remember. I know what scene you're talking about. I think it we get was a, that. We get a shot of Barney dropping her off at the mm-hmm. airport. And she's finishing up the story of the brooch. And then they have sort of an awkward goodbye right. where... But I think that's... I think it's he, that I episode. He, he, they either that. show him kissing her or they... He implies... Yeah, that's right. That's the one because that, then Ted ends up buying that house. And I think that's when Barney's telling the story because he's so mad that Virginia married Cliff when he sh- <laughs> she should be with him. We don't ever get a real sense that Barney was really into the mom. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's sort of somewhere in between Barney wanting to poke Ted and tease right. him and maybe wanting to have like made out with the mom or something just because. Right. Well, because he tells this story and everybody seems to be buying it until he pulls out the line of his mom saying, your penis is enormous. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody's like, all right, no, the story is not real. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember those sequences. We're at the restaurant for dinner and we get kids the tail end of Barney playing the piano like a pro and was uh, Virginia's all-time favorite sonata. Right. How does he know these things? And how does he play it? Right. Yeah, I thought Marshall was the piano player. I think we see Barney playing the piano again before the series, the series ends, but that was another level of playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very nice. Um, then we get another Barney <laughs> just being a complete suck-up. Yeah, Virginia says he's delightful. He said, no, he's not delightful. He's delighted. And he's just Ted. I'm really not playing any these things. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get kind of a flash of Lillian Marshall their story where Lily drops an ice cube down her dress. Marshall gets upset by this and says, that's it, I'm out of here. And <laughs> only stands halfway up and realizes he can't leave. In of, a minute. <laughs> yeah. That's also, that's sort of very sitcom. You see that a lot in, right. in comedies. For, uh, Barney invites the gang out to go to McLaren's after dinner, and no one seems interested except for Ted's dad. He's in. Virginia wants to go, but she's going to go to church in the morning. <laughs> um, Barney seems to know, hey, St. Peter's, I'll save you a seat. <laughs> and Ted's, you're able to cross the threshold of a church? Mm-hmm. And Ted's mom doesn't seem to hear this comment. Right, yeah, another sitcomy trope. And then Virginia uh, says to Robin that Barney's just terrific, isn't he, Susan? <laughs> Barney here again. No, no, let me do this one because Robin corrects her and says, Robin. And Barney goes, Susan, her name is Virginia. That's, that's a great, that was a great sequence of lines there. And it's kind of funny because when Elaine on Seinfeld, when they get her name wrong, they're calling her Susie. Right. So Susan was kind of similar to that. I don't think it was an homage, but. It's not Suze. Susie. Susie. Okay. (laughs) Do you have anything else to say about that scene before I move on? Mm-mm. Okay, we're at the apartment the next day. Barney walks in to see Ted. He's really mad about Ted's dad. So Ted's dad's clearly playing wingman to Barney at McLaren's, and Barney's talking, chatting up uh, Wendy the waitress. And Stephen Keaton is running through this story of how they you know, saved people from a burning fire and... Uh, gets Wendy the waitress to show some affection to Barney and Barney says that he leaves. But this is weird. I find this whole thing weird because Wendy knows Barney. She's been part of his like 
strategies to pick up women before. Fast forward, maybe next season, we get, like, the Golden Rule flashbacks where we find out that they actually dated. I want to say it was 2005, so, like, before any of this happened. So, like, the timing on this is all sorts of wonky. But we'll just I, ignore that. Yeah, I don't know if she's the brightest person in the world. She right. She seems to fall within that category of women that Barney is able to pick up on. And she also always, I guess she kind of seems interested in Barney. So when they do hook up next season, if it is if it is but next it's, season. But it's backwards, though. Oh, that's so true. So it's a flashback, which would yeah. be before this. But she, she does say at that point that she's always wondered what it would be like to hook up with him. But at any rate, yeah. Barney walks away from it this evening. I, I'm not sure why that's, un, that's unlike him. I guess he doesn't want to wait around for her to get off of work. And he has um, to meet Ted's mom in the morning. Oh, that's true. And then he <laughs> he comes back in, and uh, Stephen Keaton's making out with Wendy the waitress, which is kind of weird because she's on shift there. <laughs> right. And they're clearly making out at the bar, and uh, Barney refers this to have being rack-jacked. Which, you know, I disagree. He left. If he, he didn't get blocked. Right, yeah. I mean, Ted's dad waited till he was gone, and clearly Wendy was interested in him, so yeah, Barney's fault. If he wanted to hook up with her, he should have stayed. And Ted's, you know, really pissed and confused, as he should be, because he thinks right. his dad's happily married to his mom, and Barney says that 83% of married <laughs> men have, you know, a dish on the side, and that's where we get our first 83% from Barney. How dare you? It was married people. Okay. Women are allowed to cheat, too. That's true. And but yes, it is. <laughs> we get our first 83%, and Ted points out that he always uses that statistic number, although he never has before. He's, right, this is he the used first. 75% a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But, but that's moving okay. Moving forward. Yeah, even before he always uses 83%, or he'll say 8.3, or <laughs> he uses different variations. This as the show goes. All right, so... Stephen Keaton shows up at the... Wait, I want to go back a little bit just because Barbie mentions this website. And a lot of the websites on the show are actual websites. This one was not. I tried looking it up. I wonder if maybe it was something back when this show was on. If they did something with it. I think a lot of them stick around, but yeah. We are like 13 years later here. But but this one is also like really weird with like dashes and things. So yeah, it does not actually exist. Barney's quick enough where he could have just made it up as he went along. Oh, absolutely. But usually those do end up being something. So Stephen Keaton shows up at the apartment. He's very casual, and Ted starts to interrogate him about the evening before. And uh, they veer back to baseball before they actually get to the truth of it. Now, did you catch the guy's name that he asked about? Serrano? Which, so I think what you're getting at is that it's from Major League, mm-hmm. the Indians, because <laughs> they're from Cleveland, or the Shaker Heights, which is a suburb of Cleveland, I guess. And he asked about Serrano getting... Actually, Ted lives in the moment. <laughs> His parents are from Ohio. That's true. <laughs> but in the movie Major League, Serrano is a character, one of the players on the the Cleveland Indians, and... I read that fact, that piece of trivia. Now, I don't know if there was a real player named Serrano that played for uh, the Indians around that time. I didn't look that up. So. Yeah, everything I saw is that it was just a reference to the movie. Okay. Fair enough. So that's cute. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the movie was around that time. The movie was, right. you know, yeah, early, early 90s, I think. We're at brunch. 
again. And, you know, this is clearly... Have we been at brunch already yet, or is this the first time we're at brunch? Um, I think this may be the first time. I think we show, like, a shot of it. Oh, we showed a shot of it... I mean, the picture at the from very brunch. front At the very beginning of the, the episode where he says he's going to kill his dad and... Right. And they right. knock and the, the tray over. Yeah. All right, so this is back to brunch. And as a continuation of their conversation that... Ted wasn't able to bring this up with his dad. He says it's probably in the genes that they aren't able to talk about things that are uncomfortable. And Barney has a good line. Well, you didn't get your dad's close the deal gene. <laughs> and then they do the picture where Barney does his traditional pose for the picture. And then there's a little shot of uh, Virginia and Robin talking about how you got to tell them. Mm-hmm. We still don't know what they're talking about yet. And then, do you have anything else before we go to the Ted and Robin portion? Nope. Okay. So now we're going to the Ted and Robin portion of the the three stories. They're at the apartment, and he's prepping Robin about his mom, how she kind of grills his girlfriends about getting married and having kids. And he's got a cousin that she always brings up that's had six kids, and we find out she's getting ready to have her seventh. Um, that's a lot of kids. Robin's uncomfortable with this because... She doesn't want to have kids. Ted's like, well, you're, you know, you're an adult. You have your own interests and opinions. You're certainly entitled to tell them how you feel about that. And she says, I'll lie. And he says, I would. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And then we get a little, this may not have been in Hulu, but, or in the TV version, but it was in the Hulu version. Um, so they're back at the dinner. And there's, a, like, Lily going, oh, thanks for having, you know, thanks for letting me have the YouTube box set. Yeah, no, that wasn't in the, the TV version. So, yeah, we haven't found out yet that Marshall subbed them all out. And then Ted's mom brings up... Stacy, the cousin. Yeah, this is where we find out, yeah, she's pregnant now with her seventh kid or something. But then instead of grilling Robin on her status and her you know desire to get married and have kids, she encourages her to focus on her job now, and then we get a Barney, oh, a piano. <laughs> Yeah, she says her career clock is ticking. Hmm. <laughs> we cut to the apartment. Robin's being upset about how she didn't kind of give her the recruitment speech. Like, why is she not good enough for that? Right. And then we get a mention of her college, or Ted's college girlfriend, Cheryl. I don't think this was in the TV version. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, just a, you know. It was a throwaway line of just like, oh, well, yeah, did she think your college girlfriend, Cheryl, was going to pop out attractive children? Yeah, that wasn't on TV. Yeah, it was worth cutting because I don't think we've ever heard of a college girlfriend named Cheryl. We're back at brunch, and Robin confronts Victoria, uh, Virginia. We get a you know an outside the door shot of Lillian Marshall hogging the bathroom. <laughs> Robin confronts her because Virginia says something nice about the waitress, and mm-hmm. Robin says, "Well, what do you want her to have Ted's kids?" And then they go off and Which talk is on the a side. Weird. <laughs> yeah, they had to segue into this somehow. Robin is telling Virginia how she's a genetic gold mine. Uh, she starts, you know, naming all the the accolades and the the genetic benefits of her family, except for her one schizophrenic uncle. But even he had perfect vision, which was unfortunate for the people around that bell tower. <laughs> okay, but it was still funny. I thought. <laughs> I like I like that joke. It wasn't one of my favorites, but oh, actually, that is my least favorite joke. <laughs> I like that as the way it unfolded. 
But then, yeah, <laughs> they had knocked on the door previously, and we have <laughs> Lily, just a minute, Marshall, maybe less. Virginia starts talking about how she got married too young. And then we're back at the table, and there's the series of events where Virginia knocks the tray over for the waitress because Robin says she's going to tell Ted if Virginia doesn't. Uh, Stephen Keaton offers to help the waitress, and then Ted launches into yelling at his dad. And the waitress. <laughs> and the waitress. Um, Calling her a clumsy floozy. <laughs> and then he apologizes, and he's like, but stay away from my dad. <laughs> it was just bagging just a smidge. Again, one of these stupid jokes, but I really like it. Marshall and Lily, like, leave the bathroom. And Lily, like, looks at Marshall. Marshall, your zipper. And he, like, reaches down and zips his yeah. pants. Ted forces at this point his dad to confess, and he does. And then Virginia kind of feigns anger. Oh, you. We're going to have a serious talk about this. And then they, they fess up that they've been divorced for almost ten months. Time flies. Yeah. <laughs> They're very casual about this, and Ted's, which is frustrating for Ted. They were separated almost two years before that, and Ted wants to know, well, what about last Christmas? And his dad says, what? we wanted to tell you kids, but it didn't it seem very Christmassy. Christmas-y. <laughs> I cut you a tandem bike. Which came in use, because his Virginia and I didn't write Frank. Frank. <laughs> Virginia and Frank use it, who, who Stephen Keaton introduced her to. Great guy. He did your braces. <laughs> Ted leaves, and uh, most of them follow him out. And as they leave, Barney goes to Marshall. You know, he mentioned last night that he got divorced. That <laughs> didn't didn't track. I forgot to mention that. And then he runs off. Ooh, no line at the omelet station. <laughs> Marshall and Lily have a hard to heart that they're going to try and keep their distance. He asks if she's wearing a push-up bra, and she says, "Did you get your?" Cavs mystic tanned and he withdraws his accusation. Outside, we get the they jump right into the apologies. Although I felt like was there more to this conversation outside before they start apologizing? No, it was pretty much yeah, no, we're sorry. And then yeah, they talk about how like they really need to start talking about things more. But don't tell your sister; it would just upset her. <laughs> right. He says he doesn't know. He feels like he doesn't know anything about them. He doesn't even know how they met. Oh, it's a great story. <laughs> At a bar. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Ted just, you know, goes off again, like, yeah, when I have kids, I'm going to tell them everything about how I met their mother, the whole damn story. <laughs> like Ted's dad here. Well, it was an Irish bar, I think. And then the mom is kind of like nodding in agreement. <laughs> yeah, it was an Irish bar. <laughs> and then Ted, you know, Ted's dad and mom sort of describe why they never really worked Mm-hmm. And everything they're saying is describing Robin and Ted to a T. Right, exactly. And yeah. beyond, even beyond that, Ted is dressed in the same colors as his dad, and Robin's dressed in the same colors as the mom. Yeah, even that's interesting. drive the point home even more. Yeah, so you know, Ted's dad is more of a head-in-the-clouds romantic. Mom is much more down-to-earth. <laughs> Ted's dad wanted kids, and his mom also, also wanted, wanted kids. kids. <laughs> You know, they. She didn't want to go out with him at first. He had to like keep pestering her and pestering her. But you know, but we love Robin. Like they realize that this is not encouraging for this relationship. Yeah. And when they go away, Robin's like, "Wow." Ted's like, "I know." She goes, "They love me." <laughs> so they go back into brunch. And did, did you get this part? Yeah. Okay. So they agree yeah. to communicate more. Right. <laughs> Ted asks. 
So, how's Grandma doing? She hasn't returned my last couple of calls. <laughs> Neither parent answers. Does his dad bring up baseball at that point? You missed a great game last night. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real squeaker. <laughs> and the episode ends. Wonderful, wonderful. What was your favorite joke? Oh, let's see. I think I really liked all of Barney's just acting. <laughs> so uncharacteristically Barney. Oh, good. I was worried you were going to be vague. My favorite was the Susan <laughs> Virginia Barney thing. That yeah. that made me laugh the most. But yeah, my least favorite was you, you the bell tower. It. And there was like a second. And actually the grandma one, because I thought that was just like a little too sitcom-y. I liked that one. My least favorite was... It was an easy joke, I feel like. Yeah, I guess. Which, you know, it wasn't bad, but, you know, it was my second least favorite. My least favorite would have been just the, the girlfriends like a flu, two weeks in bed and they're out of your system. Next week is Ted Mosby Architect. Oh, boy. I don't... I don't, I'm not really looking forward to this one, except for we get introduced to Brad. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you remember that stands out to you? I mean, isn't this one where they go to, like, the porn star convention? No. Oh. No, that one's way off. Oh. Then what's Ted Mosby Architect? It's where Barney's trying to convince Ted that telling women he's an architect is an aphrodisiac. Oh. And Ted feels like, Ted has to work a lot, and he feels like, Robin's getting sick of hearing him talk about his job. Hmm, okay. And there's yeah. sort of a twist at the end that we don't see coming. Yeah, I don't remember this one that much. Like, she's trying to track... He gets mad at her for not being interested in what he does. And then she's trying to track him down and hearing all these stories of things oh, he's doing. right. Right, and then we get the... And everyone seems to know who he is. You mean Ted Mosby, architect? Okay. So it's not bad, but yeah, it's... Yeah, no, that does... It's not one of the better season two ones. It's probably in the lower, you know, much lower half of the season two episodes. But yeah, it would be in the top half of the season one episodes. Right. Now, I don't remember that one that well, so yeah, that'll be, that'll be interesting to revisit. Where can people find us? You can find us at RunkleRecaps.com. Email us at RunkleRecaps at gmail.com. At Runkle Recaps on Twitter and underscore how I met your podcast underscore on Instagram. Well, Jen just caught a glance of my calves, so I think we ought to get going <laughs> now. So we'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Stay healthy. <laughs>